0: all right let's do this 2400 block all right hello everyone johnny reeves here it has certainly been a while but i am glad to be back on the mic doing the podcast thing once again this is 2400 block a johnny reeves and company podcast and now we are on episode number nine of the third season Thank you, listeners, for hanging in there. I was sick for the last couple of days, and I did not sound like myself. And nobody wants to hear that. I mean, well, it turns out that our special guest for tonight's episode did, in fact, got to experience some of my horrible voice that went along with the cuffs. And I wish I could have said a lot when he was here, visiting Chicago for the first time. But, boy, that sickness robbed me of that opportunity to socialize often. However, tonight, is going to be a different story. He gets to hear my real voice now about... of it, and I don't want to rant on any further. Let me introduce you guys to our special guest tonight. He presently hails from San Diego, California, and I am honored to have him a couple days ago, uh, thanks in part to MJ Santos, his other half, who has already appeared on the 2400 block twice already this season. Now, let's give a great big welcome to Jesse Waddell Jr., so glad to finally have you here. Thank you, sir. (laughs) Pleasure to be here. Alright, Jesse, how do I sound? Do I sound okay? Yeah, sound great. I'm so glad I'm near normal. Well it took a couple of days to train my voice to go back to this because cuffs really took a major toll on it and it got even worse when my chest started hurting a bit, and thank goodness that did not happen when you were here. I would have definitely taken it would've definitely taken me out of action from hanging with you guys, uh, for the mm. for the next few days. Well, enough of me now. Let's focus on you, Jesse. You ready for it? Let's have it. All right. Well, Jesse, tell us a little bit about yourself in a few short sentences to our fellow listeners that are listening right now around the world. Provide your best bio.
1: So that's an interesting question. Uh, I struggle to describe myself. Uh-huh. Um, I am a third generation San Diegan native. Um, I have been here from day one uh-huh. and that's 33 years now. Um, I feel like I was born in the wrong era. Definitely <laughs> should have been like a 60s kid. Like, kind of like f- growing up, my dad was really big into like hot rods and things like that. So I'm really uh-huh. big into the hot rod scene. And I really wish I could have been there in those heydays. So I'm definitely like an old school hot rodder. Um, I like computers. I like all the modern day tech. I love all that stuff, computers, 3D printers. There's one right behind me (laughs) here. We were just talking off air about uh, good old iPods, you know, the classics. Gotta love it. So I'm into all that stuff, man. Um, I like working out. I like to stay fit. I was a a rather small person in high school, and that did not serve me very well. So (laughs) I kind of got into the gym pretty quick after that. And that's, that's helped out a lot, but that's cool, yeah, man. man, uh, just all around. Jack of all trades.
0: That's good, man. You're you, you, you said you were, you wanted to be born in the sixties, but that's good. You're embracing, you know, the old and the new, you know, and I, yeah. and I, and I see you were racing cars. I mean, you're racing a Mustang. I just saw you in a photo with a Mustang and a trophy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was my first car. Actually, was, oh. uh, I got a 1966 Ford Mustang when I was 16 um i don't know how many times that thing broke down on me or like hearts <laughs> fell off or whatever it was but like looking back like i would i wouldn't have it any other way man that was such a fun experience for me um yeah uh kind of evolved into a race car I've, I've always wanted to race and once i kind of like had reliable transportation i was like cool i still have my my old mustang i, I would love for it to be a race car So I kind of slowly started like turning it into a race car and now, yeah, now I thrash on it on the weekends and (laughs) go beat up on that thing at the racetrack and I got some friends who race out there. So yeah, we have a good
0: time. And that's good. You're still making the most out of it. Okay, uh, which leads on to my next question now. I see you're into racing cars, you're you're into motorcycling, you know, video gaming, lifting weights. Dude, I mean, you're like all over, I'm not even close. How did you first get into those? I mean, I know it sounds like a three or four part question.
1: No, all good. Uh, My dad is in the industry. Mm -hmm. Um, He currently works for the second largest automotive parts supplier in in the world. And he is the West Coast manager of for the United States um, so like yeah I'm kind of like in the the automotive industry a little bit I worked in the industry for a few years um, did engine rebuilding general maintenance and service um, all the way up to like uh, race race car stuff so I, I worked on race cars I worked on drag boats all kinds of weird weird things things <laughs> anything that goes fast I got my hands out. I did some uh, some more modern like twin turbo stuff on some Mustangs and things like that for a little while. And dude, I just, I got bit by the bug, man. Like (laughs) I feel like Ricky Bobby, man. I just want to go fast. (laughs) And for me, it's, it's, I'm more intrigued by like the mechanical side of things. Like I probably should have been a mechanical engineer. Um, I love to understand how things work and I love to put things together and build things and figure things out. Kinda of blow them up at the same time.
0: I was about to say, when you were a little kid, were you were you ever that kind of person that just liked to mess with things and see how it works, and, or see how things don't work, or just break things? Yeah,
1: yeah. Dad wasn't happy when his weed record worked one day. Oh! And uh, it was in like a thousand pieces on the ground.
0: Mm.
1: I, I took it apart, I saw the little pieces, and I was like, <laughs> okay, this came from here. Put it all back together, and it didn't work. I was like, ooh, I didn't do that right. <laughs>
0: You know what the the biggest challenge for me when I was a kid, and I love messing with things. I mean, sometimes I mess with my my parents' uh, stereo system, but the most challenging one for me, and I, and I still, you know, cannot. I still cannot believe what I did with it. But man, I I I put a reel to reel tape deck, and I I used the whatever it is to connect and put it in between whatever it is to the to the next reel. I'm like, how did I figure that one out?
1: In <laughs> and- Dude, that's that's the school of hard knocks, right? Yeah. Like you, you learn by doing, mm-hmm. and that's I, I learned a lot of that stuff. Like a lot of the things that I am like kind of good at now, I I was just kind of thrown into the wolves, man. Like uh, my first real job, um, working on cars, was at a shop that did everything, bumper to bumper, motors, mm-hmm. transmission, suspension, interior, anything and everything. We did it all. And my experience at that point was changing tires and batteries at Sears. So I went from like the very, very, very entry level all the way to expert mode overnight. And it was like, hey man, sink or swim. So I asked questions as often as I could. I was constantly like going into the computer and looking up on like Mitchell On Demand and all the other like programs that we have and asking questions of anybody and everybody who came through the shop um so yeah like those two years were just basically um, if you want to look at it from like like a college student's perspective like it was just my nose in, nose in the books
0: mm-hmm.
1: on the grindstone just honing that skill and learning as much as possible as fast as possible Like, I would work, you know, 8 to 12 hours a day and then go home and, like, study, basically. Like, I'd look up videos and look up for, like, repair manuals and stuff, trying to figure out how stuff worked. That's just something that just clicked for me, I guess. That's good.
0: So, you're into computers and you're into fixing cars. That's really cool.
1: Yeah, a little bit of everything. However, I don't like computers and cars. (laughs) <laughs> I don't like having to like plug in another computer to like diagnose a computer kind of thing. like I, I just never got good at that. I didn't have a lot of experience with it a lot of the stuff I worked on was older stuff. Uh-huh. So pre-computers. and like a lot of the computer stuff that I did work with, um, I, I had a lot of help and assistance with. So I'm not gonna claim to be an expert on, on a lot of the newer stuff. I understand how how it works. I'm just not good at figuring it out. So I guess in that sense, I still am kind of an old soul. Yeah. When it comes to like that '60s hot rod era mentality.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I still got a little bit of that. Cool. <laughs> All
0: right. So besides the the, the mentioned uh, hobbies or activities in the last questions, what other activities do you like to participate on? Um.
1: Recently, got into uh, I don't want to say competitive, but um, mm-hmm. weightlifting, um, specifically powerlifting. Um, I did my first powerlifting meet on mm-hmm. February sixth, which consists of squat, bench, and deadlift. The bench press, that is. Mm-hmm. Um, the the meet was more or less for like beginners, like it was just a lot of new people getting into it, but it was still like a full power meet. And out of 12 or 13 people, um, I took first place, which was pretty cool. Nice. I wasn't I wasn't really going in there with a lot of expectations. Like, I, I had certain numbers I wanted to hit, and I did it, <laughs> I, I, and then some, and then some. I actually, a couple of, uh, my bench press actually, which I, I hate bench press. Like, it's an awkward lift for me. It's not comfortable. I'm just not a fan. I was expecting to put like, 275 mm-hmm. and I ended up pressing 300 and then I had more in the tank. Like I could have done 315, 320, somewhere in that range. So mm-hmm. I really surprised myself. Like when it came to, came down to the wire, like being put on, on the spot like that, like I kind of thrived a little bit. So that's like my current, like, I don't, I don't know if hobby is the right word, but like my current activity, that <laughs> I like I'm partaking in right now. Yeah. Um, training right now to do a, uh, a deadlift only comp. Well, it's not really a comp, it's more just like a, a fun meet
0: uh-huh.
1: at, uh, at a gym. It's like a local thing and it's a trap bar deadlift which is like an octagon bar you stand in the middle of and you grab the handles on the outside and just pick up as much weight as you can. So I'm, I'm, I'm working on that one.
0: Mm. That photograph that you sent to me, was that like, you know, one of your Is that current?
1: Yeah, that was from February 6th. Oh, Um, okay. That was my 501 deadlift. Mm. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Prior to that day, the most I'd ever pulled was like 457. So I had like a 44 pound PR in one day. (laughs) (laughs) It was kind of unusual, but you know, it was cool. Again, I think uh, everybody being there Um, being on like a platform having like an officially sanctioned referee (laughs) from the WRP and like them telling us in the beginning that like hey guys after today you guys are all like on the record certified powerlifters if you complete this this meet and I had I had nine greens across the board and what that means basically is for each lift, you get three attempts. Uh-huh. And if you make an attempt, you can go up and wait and try and do more. Or if you miss an attempt, you have another chance to, to hit it. Uh, and so like, if you miss or you make a mistake, you get a red and if you make it, you get a green. I had, I was the only one there to get the greens across the board. Oh, nice. Um, It was actually really hard. like. Paying attention to the cues from the ref and stuff, like if you don't, like for the bench press, you have to stop with the bar on your chest and pause for about a second, second and a half. And then you have to wait for him to say, press, and then you can push the weights and you can't just carry the momentum. You have to stop it completely, let it settle and then press. And that was really Really hard, mm. like mentally, to, to put that together. Because normally, you, know, you just bench, you just do it, but you have to like listen to cues and take orders. Otherwise, you know, it's a, it's a fail. Even if you lift the weight, it's a mislift. So that was the that was the biggest challenge for me was actually like paying attention to the cues. Um, luckily, my coach like we, we practiced a lot of that leading up to that, so I hmm. kind of had like a little bit of an idea of what was going on. <laughs> So, no, nothing crazy.
0: Cool. So, you're ready for the next one, right? And I'm sure you're going to uh, be prepared too, right? <laughs> I'm trying. I'm
1: trying. Uh, this one coming up is just for fun. Like, it's not sanctioned or anything, but I uh-huh. do want to do another real one uh, probably in the fall. Cool. I'm going to try and do like one or two a year. I don't want to do a bunch because, you know, you get beat up doing that. Like, it, it's pretty hard on your system and you're just, you know, going to the red line. Like, you can only do that for so long. Yeah. and I don't need to do it too often.
0: How do you prepare for such an event like that?
1: Um, I, I had a coach, uh-huh. so we set up like a 12-week program, and we just slowly ramp up. Okay. Like, every couple of weeks, we start adding more, doing more, and everybody's got, like, there, there's a thousand different programs and a thousand different ways to do it, and everybody will tell you the best way is, is this and the best way is that and the best way it's just whatever works for you is, is ultimately what it comes down to so you have to eat a lot <laughs> you gotta <laughs> eat a lot of food man your body goes into overdrive when you're beating on yourself like that Like yeah. you just start craving calories all day long so it was like a 12-week process of putting of just super strict almost religious like four days a week in the gym going hard going heavy and then like peak week which was like two weeks beforehand was just basically maxing out every day Mm -hmm. maxing everything and then you take a week off and then you go into the comp so you come in like fully healed up full of energy and i noticed that like warming up for the lifts on the day of You know, uh, I was amazed at how strong I was. I was like, wow. Your body's like, I was not this strong a week ago. Like a week ago, like (laughs) I was hobbling and like taking 20 minutes to get out of bed and stuff. And then, you know, after that week off, dude, like it was just, it was there. Like it was on.
0: Mm -hmm. It was cool.
1: But yeah, a lot of food.
0: (laughs) Wow, it's amazing how the body works. It's amazing how the body adapts. Mm
1: -hmm. Like, it's amazing. Our best and worst feature as a human being is the ability to adapt.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm going to talk about something else here. Okay, I see your beard got game. All right, totally reeks of awesomeness. How long have you sported it so far, and how do you keep it conditioned and super healthy like that?
1: Um, I ever since I was like able to, Uh I've had facial hair. (laughs) whether it be just like a little bit or like this this is the longest and the most i've ever had um this was actually inspired by uh the show the last kingdom uh jane and i were actually watching last kingdom Kingdom? and the main character his brother was ragnar ragnar ragneson and he had this like awesome, like long beard, shaved sides, hair slicked back in a ponytail, all that stuff. And I was like, yes, this is what I need to do. So I started growing it out. As far as like the conditioning of it, uh-huh. um, don't wash it every day. Obviously rinse it out, yes,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, that's gross. <laughs> but like if you wash it with shampoo, like with soap every day, you rinse out all the like the natural oils and stuff, mm-hmm. and like even for your regular hair, like you probably shouldn't like shampoo your hair every single day. It's not really that healthy for you. You can like dry out your one your scalp and two your hair. So I just like rinse it out every day. Um, sometimes I use beard oils, but not not too often. I, I find that coconut oil works best. Oil. Just a little bit of coconut oil, and then uh, I also have one of those electric beard brushes the heated beard brushes. Oh, nice! Oh man, that's everything. That's that's good right there because I get like real scraggly and like real scruffy looking, but then yeah. I can like straighten it and it comes out real nice like this.
0: That's awesome.
1: It's all soft too, it's like it's kind of <laughs> nice.
0: Well you know, mine was good at one point, but it started getting weak for some reason. I mean, it couldn't grow out on some spots. I mean, look at all, you know, I'm looking all young and again, but you know, I'm glad to, to you know, to be at least you no know, hair for a while, but man, I, I miss having a beard. I really do, especially during the winter time.
1: Dude, I have to have it because if I shave all this off. Yeah. I mean, I look like a 12 year old, <laughs> like I look like a 12 year old fat kid. Like I have such a round, like chubby looking face. And it's, I also look like a little kid. So like, you know, as opposed to getting, you know, carded when you're like, you know, when you first turn 21, you get carded. Yeah. And then like, once you turn 30, that just doesn't really happen very much. Yeah. Yeah, no, I shaved about a year ago, year and a half ago. I shaved everything off, just clean shaven. Uh Oh dude, like they wanted to card me to get gas i mean it was everything they're like you're not old enough to be doing this like i actually i'm like 32 so thanks i appreciate that wow so yeah i I do it so that i at least halfway look my age.
0: cool i need i need to get back (laughs) my beard maybe i'll give it a couple of months maybe i'll do a clean shave and see what happens from there yeah Know, get, I'll take your advice I won't um, I won't shampoo it I may mean, I use to shampoo it often but now like, yeah I actually I mean, I mean you <laughs> rinse
1: it out real good yeah. you know get it nice and clean but you don't need to like soap it I, I feel like that just strips a lot of the like natural oils and stuff yeah. and I mean you know it's there for a reason it can't be all bad
0: yeah what What beard products do you use? Hmm.
1: What is it? Uh, it's not Beard Struggle, but it's like uh, Viking Revolution, I think it is.
0: Viking Revolution, that's sounds really cool.
1: Yeah. They got like wood combs and whatnot, which I love. It's just <laughs> so cool. And then they've got like the little brush, the beard brush. You can yeah. brush your beard. And they give you some like, like argin oil and stuff like that. But honestly, like unscented coconut oil works the best. Unscented coconut oil. And by the end of the day, it's not greasy or anything, which is super nice. And it just keeps it soft, it keeps it like, it's not as rough, not as jagged. Mm -hmm. Uh, It stays pretty straight. Um, It's cheaper than all that other stuff. (laughs) It works better, you know? It's all about what works best.
0: That's cool. I'm talking to a guy with a beard. Uh, this is the 2400 block podcast. This is Johnny Rubes here We're talking to my special guest, Jesse Waddell Jr. hailing from San Diego. so that's uh, and I already know him. Uh, I met him a, you know a, a few weeks ago back when I didn't have a voice, but I'm so honored to talk to him tonight and I'm just here just winging it with you know with all these questions with him and uh, yeah we hope that it, uh, it entertains you guys. Um, it's just awesome talking to someone from the West Coast. I mean, it really, is it brings about a different perspective, you know? And it's also to get some some good advice, you know, with a fellow brother, you know. Yeah, yeah. of course.
1: We all have different experiences, man. We all live different lives. Yep. We can sh- we can share share our our knowledge.
0: Yeah. Together. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I see your occupation revolves around computers. Take us through the day on how it's like being in your workspace. It must be fun, I bet.
1: It's interesting that's for sure so I work in biotech um, I work for the largest I'm just gonna say uh, genomics co- company the gene sequencing company mm-hmm. um, we, we, we manufacture um, the instruments that sequence the, uh, not just the human genome but genomes in general mm-hmm. um, and what I do is I support as well as take part in the development of the compute side of these instruments, so all of these instruments have to have like tons of compute power, right? So they basically have their own dedicated computers inside, and that's kind of where like that's kind of where I where I work is I support the one I support these instruments out in the field from a, a global perspective. I don't, I don't I'm not in the field. I'm not touching these instruments physically. Um, but I support like with systemic issues, um, design inputs for new instruments coming down the line. Um, also design inputs for existing instruments that, um, with like new software versions coming out and updates and things like that. That's kind of what I do.
0: Ooh, that sounds and really, it, really interesting and sometimes very, very complicating.
1: <laughs> you know what? It is, uh, no two days are ever the same. <laughs> <laughs> Every day is like It does not get boring It does not get boring Every day is a new story Yeah
0: Is this like a, a one man job Or you got like You know you got partners You got fellow co-workers Working alongside you
1: Yeah so I'm on a team of three mm-hmm. um, At least from the global perspective And then we have uh, Subdivisions or I'm just gonna say subdivisions From like regional perspectives mm-hmm. And then we have we, we collaborate with uh, people from different fields, right? So we have like, we work with the developers, the, the coders and whatnot. We work with the guys who actually physically assemble the machines and who are responsible for prepping them before they go out, like in manufacturing. Um, so I, I kind of work with a little, little bit of everybody. We kind of, when needed, we kind of put together, like we call them tiger teams, uh-huh. but it's basically like power, just like a big power team, right? Like we get all the people together who have had a hand in either the development or the assembly of these instruments to figure out problems or to figure out better solutions going forward or sometimes just new solutions entirely. Wow. So it's kind of cool.
0: That's, uh, that's interesting. <laughs>
1: It's you no, know, it is not your typical IT job, and that's why I love it.
0: Mm. What school did you go to? If you don't mind so, me
1: no, not at all. Um, uh, be prepared to get a lot of flack for this, but I actually mm. went to ITT Tech. Oh, wow. Before they got shut down. <laughs> um, it was kind of a joke.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, I definitely possessed like 90%. of all of that knowledge already. wow. Um, And they promised you the world and delivered you like at best a minimum wage job. So technically what they were selling you was like job placement opportunities after graduation, which was technically correct, but they didn't really prepare you for the field. They didn't really prepare you for the workplace. So yeah, there's that. I have a lot of real world, real world experience though. Um, I've worked in basic PC repair facilities as well as uh, full fledged data centers. So I've done. uh, I I managed um, a full public cloud um, cluster as well as um, I've been the low man on the totem pole. Like I I started out there in a knock. Like running cables and answering trouble tickets and rebooting computers, recabling cabinets, all that stuff. So that's kind of where I started, as far as the IT stuff goes.
0: I mean, that's good. You kept on going, man. Like you know, even though that that school stopped, you kept going, man. Mm -hmm. You never quit. And look, look where you're at now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: like for you know, for anybody listening,
1: man, like. A degree is only going to get you so much, like you may get your dream job right out of college because of your degree, but if you can't do your job, if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to lose that job really quick. And that's not going to look good on a resume, When you have like three months at a big fancy job and you were let go or forced to quit or fired in just a couple of months. like everybody should realistically like start at the bottom and yes having the degree in the book smarts is very beneficial but you need real world application and i don't care what the field is what the subject matter is real world application is night and day different than textbook so a textbook is gaining the knowledge and real world is applying it and those are two very different things
0: so that's cool. my rant. So yeah. for those of you going to college or just getting out of high school, feel free to go back just a couple of seconds and listen to that again.
1: Don't be afraid to start at the bottom. Yeah. If anything, I recommend it. Like, learn the ins and outs. Work your way up from the bottom to mm-hmm. the top. I mean, everyone always says, like, you know, oh, I don't want to be the low man on the totem pole. But think about it. The low man on the totem pole holds up the rest of the totem pole. Yep. Like it's 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 necessary. What is the guy in the very tippity top? What is he supporting? Making decisions. Yeah. But as far as like the actual work that needs to get done, yeah. It's the low to mid tier guys that are yep. doing a lot of the grunt work. And that's really important to understand and really important to know going into this stuff, at least from my personal experience. Everybody's going to have a different experience, but I, you know, if I'm going to be a CEO of a company, I want to have a very in-depth knowledge of whatever it is that company's doing. Like I want to know the ins and outs of everything
0: okay the ins and outs of everything well I'm going to shift it to food here when you were in Chicago okay I witnessed for myself on you trying out both the Italian beef sub and the Chicago hot dog at Portillo's the slice of deep dish pizza Giordano's and the banana Royale at the Oberweiss Dairy what words best describe all of what you've eaten
1: alright do it again can I get some more Um, just phenomenal man like just like real Chicago deep dish versus what you know quote unquote deep dish pizza elsewhere like it's not the same it's really not the same and as far as like a real Portillo's Chicago dog and Italian beef sub like that Chicago dog was out of this world and like the toppings, I think is what did it for me most, like the pickle wedge, the peppers, <laughs> like all that stuff, like all those flavors together, man, that just did it for me. The crunch from the pickle while eating a hot dog, like it doesn't sound right in my head, but <laughs> it works. Like my taste buds are like, yeah, this is right. This is correct. And then uh, the Italian beef, you know, like a little bit of spice,
0: yeah,
1: a lot of flavor, you know, like all of it, just jibes It works so well. So, I guess um, to answer your question is, yeah, I need to order seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do that again. It's phenomenal. It's fantastic.
0: All right. So, so I heard from MJ that you love Filipino food. I mean, what are, what are your favorites so far? I mean, so it's, it's okay with the pronunciation. I mean, because I suck at that too.
1: Yeah, so that's, you know, it's a learning curve for me. Um, I did ask MJ to send me a list of the names so that I could have those on hand. And... God, I'm here, just give me one second. So I've had obviously the basics like Lumpia, Pancid, which phenomenal, right? Like, especially like, the homemade stuff versus like you know you can still go find like Filipino food like at restaurants and whatnot. Yeah. It's just not quite the same. It's still really good, but it's not the same as like it being made
0: yeah.
1: like by hand, like homemade. I guess is the, is the is the word for it. Yeah. Um. Uh. I've done the adobo with pork. Mm. If I'm pronouncing that right. Yep. Love it. It's super good. Um, Tinola. The garlic chicken. Garlic chicken yeah. soup? Dude. Yeah. I saved that broth and I poured over my rice and <laughs> yeah. stuff. And yeah, that's that's where it's at. And then uh I, I might butcher this. Um, I think it's called uh singang? Sinigang. Sinigang? Ah, uh, thank you. Sinigang with pork. Oh nice. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Like You can cut that pork with a fork. (laughs) Didn't mean that to rhyme, but it did. Um, yeah. The the lumpia too, like, we we have lumpia here in San Diego, and it's good, don't get me wrong, but like, the lumpia that Jane made, one, it's got more meat in it, and two, like, the... (sighs) Words don't work right now. Um, the wrapping, I guess, yeah, the Grabbing pastry, the pastry wrapping, the real yeah. thin she makes it like extra thick, like multiple layers, and then it gets like real crunchy and flaky,
0: yeah. Oh my
1: goodness! And he, okay, here's something that's like it's, it's the little things with me that I notice and that really make the biggest difference, yeah. Um, the specific soy sauce, like the Filipino soy sauce, compared to like you know what's the stuff that's at every uh, K- Kikoman? yeah Kikoman. like that stuff is just 99% liquid salt like that stuff is harsh it's really aggressive but like the filipino soy sauce oh my god it's more flavor than salt and it's so much milder in terms of like that sodium taste i love it it's so good cuz i i put salt on my salt like i salt everything i love i love salt but like Kikoman's is too much. It's too salty. But this stuff, man, like I can drown this stuff and it's just more flavor. So I think that's the kind of the most impressive thing to me is, is the soy sauce.
0: If you don't mind me asking, what is the, the brand? The what? The brand of um, Filipino soy sauce you
1: I don't recall off the top of my head. I think I have a bottle in the fridge. I could go look,
0: but yeah. uh, I, I think I'll have to get back to you on that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we, we don't want to leave any um, you know dead air here in the podcast just to look for soy Fair sauce. Yeah. Fair <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> oh man, yeah. We, we'll, we'll definitely like stop by over there in San Diego sometime. You know, hang out with you, fellowship with you, and, and eat all that good Filipino food. You know, especially oh, yeah. the the tanola man. That's, that's I love tanola. Oh, third. <laughs> Doesn't make sense.
1: Doesn't make sense how good how good this food is. Yeah, I love it so much.
0: Man, I'm ever go start saving up for a trip over there,
1: right? Yeah.
0: I need to go back to the. I need to go to a comic con. I've never been to one.
1: You haven't been to con? I've been to a couple. Oh yeah. I've been to a couple. Uh, it's an experience. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, uh, it's it's a ton of fun. Like. You don't have to dress up to have Mm -hmm. fun. You can still have a ton of fun. You don't even have to go inside anymore. I mean, half of it is outside the sports arena, or not sports arena, the convention center. Yeah. So you can like go check out all the things outside. And I know a lot of people who will just go to a bar, like an outdoor bar down there and just hang out and watch everything that's going on. Because there's all kinds of like, amusements and performances being done and then just checking out people's costumes like it's it's insane it's so cool how clever some people get with their costumes and how well put together they are and then there's also the fun part of like what is that (laughs) why is that and oh my god what made you think it was okay to go outside like that <laughs> so there's like there there's the, the people watching I guess is what I'm trying to get at is yeah. phenomenal it's it's so good
0: I think I like it if you know when an actor is just like in character like for example Loki I mean he was just badass when he was on in, in you know, the con you know just, just mm-hmm. talking like how how Loki is you know it's yeah. amazing. I like that just to hype up a movie. Or, you know hype up something like i think he was up right? the avengers that time right i think that's what it was right
1: yeah yeah most likely most yeah. likely because uh, the only other thing he's done as loki other than the avengers was that that miniseries yeah on loki but but i think that was during covid so that's probably not <laughs> something that was uh broadcasted too much because I, I think they stopped comp for the last two years yeah I think this year yeah. was the first year they did their, they did con
0: Yeah, I think they tried to do it virtually But of course it's not as It's a different It's totally a different experience compared to seeing it in person
1: Yeah, it's a different experience And like, to be honest Their servers aren't going to handle that much traffic Yeah Like, tickets sell out within 30 seconds Of going live mm. I mean, it doesn't make sense And then the queue, the waiting queue uh-huh. Can be upwards of like 100,000 people Wow. just to get tickets to go for one day and it's like four or five days long hmm. yeah it's a it's, it's a big thing I if you ever get a chance to go I highly recommend it just for the experience like it's amazing it's so cool um but yeah yeah like just if you get a chance if opportunity presents itself take it it's worth it
0: cool Okay, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask a fellow San Diegan this question. I've always wanted to ask this uh, question, and I'm not sure if you're in, into into sports, but do you miss the San Diego Chargers <laughs> or uh, the there? I, I, I'm not really a big
1: sports guy, okay. like traditional sports anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Like it, it's kind of weird. It, It's not necessarily that I miss it. It's just that it's weird that they're not
0: here, right?
1: Because like growing up, it was always San Diego Padres, San Diego Chargers, Uh and now it's just the Padres. And now the stadium where the Chargers played is gone. Like they tore it down. It was getting old. So it's almost like the Chargers are just being erased from San Diego history. I mean, obviously they're not, but it kind of feels that way.
0: Maybe they'll be like the, uh, the L.A. Rams, you know, L.A. Rams went home and maybe someday someone will take the, the Chargers back home where they are, you know, where they're supposed to have been, San Diego. I still think yeah. of them as the San Diego Chargers. I can never say Los Angeles Chargers. No,
1: it doesn't even sound right. It, like, it just, it sounds wrong. Yeah. Like Las Vegas Raiders. What is that? <laughs> no, it's the Oakland Raiders. Right. That's gonna take like a, at least a decade for people to get used to
0: it. <laughs> yeah, it does sound kind of weird. I mean, like for example, in the NBA, you think of you think of the Utah Jazz as the Utah Jazz, but man, they started off in New Orleans, hmm. New Orleans Jazz. So that I mean that makes sense. They should have just call them the Utah Mountaineers or something. <laughs> the Salt I, Flats. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's jazzy about Utah. Sorry, Utah. I'm sorry. Sorry. Sorry for the Utah fans. Sorry, Salt Lake. My bad. Yeah. Yeah, my bad. (laughs) Beautiful
1: state, by the way. Beautiful state. You guys got that going for you.
0: Yep. All right. I did this uh, question with MJ on an episode and I asked her about her favorite jams. What's your favorite jams? What kind of music do you listen to? Ooh,
1: interesting. Um, I'm a weird one. Um, I like rock. heavy metal Uh you know like that traditional kind of guy yeah but at the same time like I can get down on some modern like EDM like that whole genre yeah but lately like my big thing is lo-fi oh yeah like when I'm at work I have lo-fi in the background always
0: just a live stream,
1: stream a 24 hour live stream yeah just like whether it be like coffee shop jazz or just like you know uh, uh what, what are the other some of the other styles uh there's so many out there now like there there's one that's really interesting it's called like spaceport it's this like space bus at like this bus stop that's floating in the middle of space on like an asteroid or something and it's just this weird like kind of <laughs> super chill but kind of trippy like sci-fi space sounds and Mm. i I love all of that lo-fi stuff man like that just it calms me down kind of gets me into that zone i can really focus hard but it just feels good and then like you know when i'm driving to the gym i've got like death metal and like metallica (laughs) system of a down stuff like that like trying to get all amped up and whatnot so that's cool I'm i'm a little bit all over the place um ooh class uh I almost said classic uh, Old school hip hop mm. Oh yeah Like 80s, 90s Yeah Like real hip hop Yeah, I'd get down i can oh, get yeah. down Some Biggie Some OG Snoop
0: Very different oh, yeah. from Very different from For today's sounds, right? From today's sounds
1: Oh man, like That whole trend of like Mumble rap Like
0: It just sounds like Nursery Rhymes to me
1: I I I I, there's no lyrics. I can't understand what they're saying. Like you have to literally Google it. You have to look it up. What what the lyrics are because it's it's illegible.
0: Yeah.
1: Or inaudible. Whatever. Yeah. Like I can't make out what they're saying. And I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But like when I listen to like metal, like I can understand it. (laughs) Some people can't. So maybe it's just you know personal preferences and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do country. I just I I've never gotten into it. I, I can't I can't get behind a lot of country.
0: I just started listening to some country music yesterday. I just forgot who I listened to. See that's how bad I am. I'm just like trying to open my you know, open my ears to different yeah. kinds of sounds and I think a few weeks ago I listened to the Florida Georgia line. I just forgot what I was listening to this week. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know know who's the hottest, uh, you know, female country star now. I mean, I've I've gone a long way since uh, Shania Twain. I mean, that's like back in the day, you know. (laughs) She was Reba back There you go. Yeah, her too. Um,
1: There's one dude I like, Dirk Bentley. Hmm. Like his songs are funny. Um, they're fun. Yeah. And some of them are just outright like ridiculous. And like to me, that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Like it's just fun. But I don't know. Like most of this stuff, I just can't get into it. It's just not my thing. It just oh. doesn't. It doesn't click.
0: I'm just looking I'm just looking at now on my Spotify. It was Luke Combs. That's what I was listening to yesterday. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sounds pretty good. It sounds okay. And then all of a sudden, I started drifting to to Billy Joel. You know, classic Billy Joel, seventies, eighties Billy Joel. You know. There you
1: go. Yeah. Hey man, I, I uh. I, I cut my teeth on, uh, in terms of lyrics or uh, music taste, uh, found a box of records oh. in uh, in the closet one day when I was a kid. Uh-huh. And it was my mom's, and it was all like Def Leppard, ACDC, oh, wow. Van Halen, Ozzy Osbourne, Black Sabbath. Uh, it was all that <laughs> like it was all that old school stuff. Pink Floyd, yeah, like it was all the OG rockers and like. You know, uh, Ozzy, basically, uh, Black Sabbath was like kind of the first metal band is kind of what it's touted as or toted as, so like that kind of opened that door for me a little bit. Yeah, I'm down. Like That's how I got my start was like that 70s rock. Yeah. And then, you know, Rob Zombie comes into the mix and I'm like, ooh, this is weird. I
0: like (laughs) it. (laughs) Yeah, I still listen to a lot of hair, hair hair bands, what do you call those? Hair metal bands. <laughs>
1: little Twisted Sisters, some yeah. T Snyder's is probably oh, the yeah. biggest hair of all time.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I have a tendency to go back to that, especially during, uh, you know, if I ever want to, you know, drive, you know, I want to go fast, i to go play some, you know, back in the day oh, yeah. heavy metal music. Oh,
1: dude, you just turned Metallica on, and you're getting a
0: speedy ticket. You know, my little bro, um, he took like, I think six group shots with Duffel Leopard for the last couple of years. Oh my god! No bad, way! Bro.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, when I was 18, I got tickets to go see Rob Zombie and Ozzy Osbourne. They were here in San Diego. Oh, nice! And Rob, like Rob Zombie, was running through the crowd, uh, like running down one of the aisles, one of the oh. rows, like, just, like high-fiving everybody, and he
0: high-fived me. Oh Like nice. that was my
1: big like moment right there. I was like, yes. Rob Zombie touched my hand Oh my god
0: (laughs) I'm not gonna wash my hand For a day Um. Right
1: (laughs) Five minutes later I'm like Oh I just washed my hands (laughs)
0: Damn it Oh man Have you ever listened To this uh, genre Like they they call it K-pop You ever listen to K-pop Only when I'm at
1: Korean barbecue.
0: Sounds pretty interesting I mean I I mean it goes I've, in it goes in different rhythms and I'm like, I'm not even changing this. this sounds interesting. I yeah, don't understand I feel, it, but it's catchy but
1: correct. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I feel like there's there's the like a you know there's a couple different subgenres of that yeah like it's got there's all kinds of different sounds there yep but and yeah, same. I don't understand what they're saying, but <laughs> it's, some of it's catchy. Um, one of my favorite I'm just gonna say international bands mm-hmm. is uh Ramstein. Ramstein, Ramstein, however you want to pronounce it You know, tomato, potato
0: uh-huh.
1: um, But they're like a German Heavy metal band mm-hmm. uh, They have that song that almost everybody knows "Du Host.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And then they had the, the opening song for that movie Triple X with Vin Diesel
0: mm-hmm.
1: So You know I don't understand what they're saying I looked up the lyrics <laughs> one day and I
0: regretted it <laughs> It's not good Oh man Give me one second See you don't hear the cuff I just pressed the mute button there Alright everyone We we are on on the 48 minute mark here I'm talking with my guest Jesse Waddell Jr. From San Diego So good to talk with him tonight Finally after all that time when I couldn't be talking to him When he was here in Chicago I sounded really bad But I'm so glad I'm talking to him Right now Um and for you guys that are just listening, um, it's been a while since I, I've done a podcast. I've been sick for the last uh, couple of weeks, and I'm glad you guys are are hanging in there and 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 looking at my uh, my post on Facebook or Instagram, um, giving you updates on that. But yeah, going back to Jesse here, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to go back to a question here if I could still find it here. I don't know if I deleted it or not. Well, I guess I ran out because I was supposed to work on these questions um, today, but because of the fact that my work needed me for four hours working on a, an eleven-minute video, I was unable to. But man, I mean, I'm just, I'm just glad to just hit. talk. I'm just glad to just talk with you, man. I mean, I mean forget forget Any- the questions, man. I'm just just just, a, yeah. just happy to have this conversation. Man, we can
1: talk about anything you yep.
0: want. Anything doesn't
1: doesn't matter.
0: Well, for the next. Uh Next episode or two, I'm going to have you and MJ together uh, for a podcast, and you know it just, it just deals with uh, with a, with a topic. And I'm sure I shared it with her, and I'm shared it with yeah. you already on on the yep. on the chat. And I hope you guys will be ready for that. I'm not going to mention this on air just yet, but um, yeah, you guys just stay tuned. And that's what I like doing. I like doing a teaser here.
1: Super secret stuff.
0: Yeah, <laughs> super secret stuff. It's just like me holding back. I'm like Marvel Studios holding back on, 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 on Dr. Stranger. I'm not going to show everything, but you, you got to see like, the movie.
1: It's like an episode of Lost, right? Yeah. Every episode's a cliffhanger like no other. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. And, and, and also, I'm looking forward to, to one day bringing my podcast over there to San Diego and then just talking with Jesse live instead of doing the Zoom thing here, you know? Let's do it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, um I got this special thing in mind. Hold on. All right, Jesse, it's time for the shout out. <laughs> oh, <let's> do <laughs> Who it. do you want to do the shout out to? Here you go. Uh,
1: you know what? I'll give a shout out to Jane to MJ. All right. You know, she's uh, she's my lady friend. So give, give, give her the shout out. She'll appreciate that.
0: Cool. Any shout out to your special team, uh, your your workers your. Your pet, if you have a pet, don't worry.
1: No pets? Um, <laughs> the heck with my coworkers. They're fine. They'll, they'll <laughs> deal without me. Uh, you know what? I'll give a shout-out to my buddy Andrew. Um, we just got back from uh, a like five, six-day motorcycle trip, uh-huh. uh, which was actually cut short. It was supposed to be about 10 days, but he kind of felt a little ill, so we just decided to turn around, which mm-hmm. was fine by me, because let me tell you, man, sitting on the mud. Mo- Sitting on that seat for five, six hours at a time is not comfortable. Mm. Um, But we took a trip up the PCH, which is the one highway that rides along the coast, the entire West Coast. And it starts, I think technically it starts in LA and it goes all the way up to Canada. And we were gonna go all the way. We were gonna go knock on the Canadian border and then turn around and run home. Um, We loaded up our bikes tents and sleeping bags and we stopped at campsites all along the coast we camped on the beach we camped at pismo beach which was awesome um we camped slightly inland and when i say slightly i mean like a quarter mile from the beach (laughs) (laughs) that's inland and it like san diego is basically a tropical desert like we don't have a lot of green here. We don't get a lot of rain. Once you get up around like San Francisco area and north, it is like tropical jungle. I mean, everything is green. Every there's tons of moisture. Like a lot of uh, a lot of mist. I guess is one way to put it. Like I don't know if you ever saw that movie The Mist, where that like the mist comes in from the ocean and there's like crazy dinosaurs or demons in there or something like that to check that movie. one out <laughs> yeah, it's not worth it but uh, anyways like you can see that mist like coming in from the ocean like just coming in and like engulfing everything so everything's always wet hmm. which was kind of cool but also like cold and uncomfortable <laughs> but it was super cool man like we so yeah anyway I'm going to go on a long tangent about that um, shout out to my buddy Andrew for that trip
0: that was uh, fun by the way is we he feeling better?
1: better yeah 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 uh, he went got checked out at the dock and his doc was like yeah you're fine
0: oh that's yeah, good
1: you're, you're already over it so it's <laughs> was like oh, great thanks man <laughs>
0: Okay, everyone, thank you for listening to this latest episode of the 2400 Block, a Johnny Reeves and Company podcast. My company today is Jesse Waddell Jr. We look forward to having him on again uh, in the next episodes to come, especially this season. See, you don't know what to expect this season. See, I have Jesse on, and he's uh, among one of the many people that, that uh, I'm interviewing so far this season. So look forward to many more. All right. So guys. Guys, keep supporting this podcast. Keep supporting the 2400 block, even though I might be like sick like this, even though I sound like I'm 80%. I try to be 100%, but yeah, just, just, uh, just work with me guys. All right. So take care. God bless. And I'll catch you all in the next episode. You can say bye, Jesse. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode of the 2400 block podcast. Feel free to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Overcast, and Spotify.